0: Hi Anya. How are you doing? Hello Tansy. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. I'm happy to uh, be reconnected with you so we can chat about Bitcoin and crypto in the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, our conversations each week are always like a little bit cathartic for me. It's always a really beautiful way to see you, chat things through. um, If we're feeling a bit like challenged it's lovely to kind of feel that come through and if we're feeling really joyful and positive it's just like this lovely um lovely connection (laughs) so we um we've decided to really kind of go with what is sort of percolating in the environment around us we just before we came on the call we just had these sort of threads of um I don't know, podcasts or discussions that we'd heard and just like, what is sort of percolating in the environment around Bitcoin and crypto? So I thought we would sort of uh, settle into that and see what arises from us talking about how we're feeling about the general perception of Bitcoin, of crypto now and perhaps in the future. So Anya, do you want to um, begin the conversation on just sort of leading in with what you were telling me before? (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i i am
0: starting to have this um fear and uncertainty with uh bitcoin specifically um i mean i don't but i do i mean i still really believe in the concept the mission the, the community but you know when you start seeing all this uh these dominoes falling in the crypto world. There's so much. um, I don't think there's actually that much fear in the space. I actually see a lot of people getting starting to get very excited about these bargain basement prices of Bitcoin as it's moving down, as, you know, reflecting what's happening globally, economically. um, Also what's happening in terms of the crypto space and these organizations toppling because of their misuse of their users' funds and mismanagement uh, and all these missteps um, that seem to have been, um, in a sense, intentional. Like there wasn't a concern about uh, these kinds of missteps. So it's it's a little bit um, – I mean, my naivete is uh, – <laughs> being crushed a bit um, by seeing all this uh, heaviness in terms of people who I thought were supporting the space and moving the crypto space forward and creating opportunities, it seems not to be, you know, so, you know, it's a little disheartening to see one tumble after the other, Luna, the Celsius, FTX, and that's still so much unraveling and pulling other organizations down as well that we're not quite clear yet, but seems to be happening. Um, So it's weighing on me, but at the same time, I mean, the true like Bitcoiners and crypto folks, um, these powerful individuals, they're all saying, you know, get ready. This is a time actually where we're, where these prices are going lower and lower, maybe a little bit lower so it's a great time to invest but then there's also this part of me that it's like what if it goes down further like what if it goes down to 5000 1000 what if it just what if this these nefarious actors are really intentionally pulling it down further and further and then does it get to a point where bitcoin then can't get out of it can't pull out of the the hole it's fallen in um I don't know why it couldn't, but these are just sort of these fears, these little fears that are coming um, anyways. <laughs> so these all these like sort of different pieces of information are coming my way and it's making me a little bit anxious about uh, the future of Bitcoin. <laughs> That's where I'm kind of coming from, just to be honest and put my cards on the
1: table. So... I really, I think that you're reflecting a sentiment that a lot of people who will be in the space are gonna be feeling, right? And even people who aren't in the space, like will be thinking about, will Bitcoin survive with Bitcoin falling with in price? Like the kind of the fear that comes out of that. But I wanted to just ask you, you were saying about anxiety and anxiety really comes from this fear of the future. So let's make a little list of the things that are causing you fear. So we've got a fear around the price of Bitcoin. So if it goes lower, that's a fear. You were saying to like 1,000, but then it's also fear. Well, what happens if it doesn't get to 70,000 or 100,000 or whatever? Mm-hmm. So now we have the situation that we have now, like Bitcoin isn't affected. Like Bitcoin itself is unaffected by all of these things. It's, it's a standalone uh, system. Who is then causing you fear? Let's just like, let's just name people groups who are causing you fear um
0: government regulations so the government are causing you fear yes they're causing me fear um the nefarious actors in the crypto space
1: are causing me fear like like if we're talking specifically about bitcoin you started with i have a fear around bitcoin and what i'm hearing is you have a fear around price you have a fear around government there are a lot of I'm going to say that there are quite a lot of people who are in the banking industry who are definitely going to be like passing some verdicts and so they can cause that fear too so banks and you know these nefarious actors I don't know that I think that there is just um yeah I guess there's 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 always an underlying fear of like nefarious actors I think where you know getting our house burgled or um you know as much as we can we can't you know, we can't live our lives in total fear. We have to kind of, we can manage that. And we, you know, if there's an nefarious actor that no one knows is there, it's like, that's difficult to act against. You know, that's difficult to, you know, we can just be as protected as we can. There is a piece about um, distributing your wealth across different things so that no matter, like if something collapses, you've got other options like gold, cash, property, things, assets, you know, so you're not exposed to anyone overly, you know, so it's just like Bitcoin is one of, should be one of your multiple assets, right? So we're not kind of just relying on Bitcoin. So any of them could collapse, housing prices could collapse, houses could be demolished, you know, climate change house could get wiped away. Like to live in state oh. fear and anxiety is just is causing this you know, this everybody just to feel the same way. And you can hear this in those, in the conversations that you're listening to is this is generating fear. So already we can say government and banks obviously want to generate fear for people who are invested in Bitcoin because it's counter to what they want you to be doing with your money. So it's almost like they are deliberately stoking fear and always have done to help guide us in the way they want to guide us, right? So the only thing that we can know is what we know now, right, what we have in front of us. And Bitcoin is a system of, of, like, it's like the people's money. It's a decentralized, distributed system of finance. That's kind of what it is. It's not trying to be anything else. It's just, it is what it is. And, you know, the more people that utilize that, the more people that use it, it allows that Bitcoin to spread across the world. And if regulations come in in different countries, it will just push it to other countries, but it can't stop Bitcoin. Bitcoin is global. And again, it's decentralized. There is no one in control, but there is no there is no perfect. And I think everybody coming into any system of gold, Bitcoin, property, fiat money, it's like this is not going this is not going to be perfect. This is not your golden bullet. But we can see that it offers you another choice. It offers you something that is outside of a system that actually steals from us. Bitcoin is not stealing from you. Bitcoin is just as much of a people's money as it is a revolution, a changing system. Mm -hmm. And we, whenever a revolution comes, you can't predict the outcome of that revolution. You don't know if it's going to change the world or it's going to do anything. So it's like, do you jump ship because um, the future seems uncertain? Or do you recognize the reason why you were in it in the first place? You know, Bitcoin wants you to take your power back, to take your power back from the system, to take your power back over your money, to take your back power back from other people who are holding your money, right? It's like, take your power back. So then listening to other people who are spreading messages of fear is you then giving your power away on an energetic level. And we know from systems of finance that when everybody is fearful, That's often when people come in and buy and prices go up because we have this fear and greed index, right? So, you know, knowing how other people are influencing you and not just influencing your feelings, but also influencing your actions. (laughs) Well, if you were going to sell it now, so you've bought it and then you're going to sell it low, what would then people need to have before they should buy Bitcoin? Oh, belief in
0: the system in, in in what Bitcoin offers us versus what fiat offers us, or doesn't offer us, and that's yeah. Otherwise, yes. there's no point in a way.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's such a, no, it's such an interesting point, and I think it's really powerful to speak to, um, because other people will be feeling just the same way because they're hearing the same information, um. And I think really just to like, and that little piece is just to say like, for me, empowerment is your most important asset. Like you have come onto this earth. You've been born into this experience of life. You have all of the power. You have that all inside. Like what you have in terms of your assets, that all can be taken away. But you, what you have, what is stronger than anything is your power. And everyone and everything is often trying to take that from you because it gives them power. If they can take your power from you, they become more empowered, and they have more control and dominance. Uh, it's like why you know why do a small pe- group of people manage to to rule a lot of people? Well, because all of those people are, are disempowered in some capacity. Otherwise, if they were all in their power, they would stand against disharmony, you know, unfair rules, yeah. unethical practices. Because everybody would say, "I'm not going to accept this." but people accept it because they feel disempowered. And mostly that is because of money. So money is a huge tactic of disempowerment for most people. So Mm. you've got to recognize that your power is your most powerful asset and you have it in you all the time. So you taking back your power from others, you know, and like taking that back and then deciding for yourself, okay, where do I want to put that power? And you will put a little bit in the government because they are managing us, right? That's why we vote in a government. In a, de- in a democratic system, they are there to represent us. So we give them a bit of our sovereignty in order for, th- for us to all get on, for us all to sort of stand together in harmony. But when they overstep that mark, we should be able to stand up against that, right? But, w- but when you feel disempowered, you just think, oh, what's the point? Oh, I can't be bothered. And that's a deliberate tactic. Again, why we're not taught in schools about money, about politics you know, because otherwise we would be too empowered and too knowledgeable about how to kind of respond to that. So just always recognize like, it's just take your power back and then decide once you're in your power, what you want to do. Um, and that is what Bitcoin is encouraging. It's encouraging you to take your power back. It's not trying to be anything else. It's just calling for your power in yourself over your money. Mm. that's powerful
0: and i feel much better (laughs) you know and it, it makes me though think like why am i now following falling into this or i haven't you know i've been in bitcoin well maybe two years now but in crypto um and I think, I mean, it's like you said, The it's sort of a combination is where I'm seeing it coming from is you have, I mean, the media was always sort of the standard media was anti-Bitcoin. One, you know, article after another saying that it's a fraud, it's this, it's that, all negative. Um, and I, I was able to rise above that you know, and have the power to see that that was all just. But now with sort of this combination of this crumbling within the crypto community, like the FTX and Celsius, sort of this vulnerability, and then again being accentuated by the media. Um, And one thing that just visually comes to mind is I just saw the cover of The Economist had some title about, crypto or Bitcoin is just falling, it's going nowhere, it's falling apart, it's decimated or something like that, something kind of harsh, right on the cover. And it just sort of, you know, I was already a little bit like, oh, no, Bitcoin's going lower and lower. And there's all this shit going down. And then I see that and it just sort of infiltrates those vulnerable, not non-powerful states you sometimes find yourself in. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to share that, like, it's just like all these little things that start getting in, and you have to then, as you say, be careful about that, and really then get down to the essence of why you're in it in the first place. And that seems to help you um, have some armor, in a way, against some of these uh darts that keep coming at you.
1: Um, And it's such a powerful tactic from, you know, media, especially from these same places that were when Bitcoin was high, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, is Bitcoin going to go to 100,000? Or is this the new era of Bitcoin to then when Bitcoin crashes, it's like, is this the end of Bitcoin? The same happened with the internet. Um, you can read uh, on Twitter, there's a documenting Bitcoin and you can see every time people have said, it's gonna, it's gonna die, but also it compares it to yeah, yeah. how many people said, you know, the internet's gonna die or mobile phones will die. And I would say, you know, with Bitcoin, it's like, you're kind of, it's allowing you to understand and to see it from the internal perspective rather than this external unknowing perspective. Um, because most of the people that write those pieces don't really understand Bitcoin um or why we need it why it's important what's the problem with fiat you know it's just like so okay if you if you have a problem with bitcoin give us your solution to a failing economy to banks basically printing money to oblivion to governments spending that money to oblivion and, you know, in, in terms of boom and bust cycles, like even in England, like we're having now, it's like with this big boom, everything is fine. And suddenly like is going down and now we're in a full recession and now it's austerity and now people are like panicking because they're not going to be able to afford to heat their homes. I mean, that's our system. And so everybody is like working as hard as they can just to heat their home. Um, and all of their money is going on just buying the basic necessities yet how much have we put into the system where has that money gone and you see these huge developments and you see these huge businesses and you know there is an unequal distribution of that money but you know that money is is created out of nothing so why are some people sacrificing the entire width of their lives to manage just to eat and feed themselves while other people are just wallowing in millions of dollars per year um so, you know, if you think that system is fair and that system is good, that's your right to feel that way. But a lot of people want something different and Bitcoin is something different. Is it perfect? No. Like, is anything? No. But are we looking for perfection? Are we looking for a choice? That's the power. So, yeah. that's oh. <laughs> That was hot. <laughs>
0: because I wear a red dress <laughs> oh that was so wonderful powerful and hopeful and it just reminded me it regrounded me you know just hearing you say that with all that energy um I feel much better <laughs> this was a really good bitcoin therapy session <laughs> it's it's of
1: benefit to have a uh, bitcoin therapy crypto therapy but I also don't want to, I don't want to override, like I really, I kind of, I do get into that energy of just this, you know, I want you to be in your power and like, remembering, you know, what this space is, but I also don't want to to override your experience or like, you know, a genuine legitimate fear and that something mm-hmm. that you want to respond to uh, that, you know, is for your own self-protection. So, um, I don't want to replace that (laughs) that fear with like over-optimism. But, you know, I just, I'm kind of giving the fullness of the other side so that you can find your balance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, one of the things that came to mind as you were sharing all that was, I think I was in a way giving up my power to this concept of bitcoin like bitcoin was going to be the solution my savior and i have done this before like with with job career where i put all this hope into one area of my life outside of myself and that's going to be the answer And I learned that via my career. Like I I learned, oh no, Anya, it's really, it's not that job that's going to make you feel powerful and heard. And you know, and I realize now I've given that power, I've moved it from my career to (laughs) to Bitcoin. And that's I need to take that power back and make that more about you know, my experiences, my power, my, my life. And then Bitcoin is an extension of that, but not the savior of it. You know, it's not my husband or whatever. Maybe that was a bad, yeah. a bad yeah. analogy. Husband
1: <laughs> gonna save you. Are, we, are we waiting with the nights? Is silver, is it silver night? White night, silver, white, white night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, I got caught up with the piece and the husband. Um, <laughs> Sorry, bad oh, <my> <laughs>
0: distraction. <laughs> um,
1: oh, yeah, that reminds me. So, it, how you're speaking about it is like, you know, is the savior. But when we remember them, it's it's a it's um, a replacement of our money rather than having your money in a fiat system. It's having money in a decentralized system. So it's not going to. It's not going to fundamentally change your life, unless, of course, if it's to do with, you know, if the value rises. But, um, you know, a lot of people just want to hold on to that Bitcoin. So even if it did rise quite a lot, um, they, you know, a lot of people still hold it because they believe in its long term, like longevity and its use in the future. Um, So there is a part of like the investment part of like wanting it to go up. But like with any investment we do, whether you're investing in stocks and shares or, gold it's just you know having that unrealistic expectation on an investment to you know to go to a million dollars and save your life it's like that means that every lottery ticket is like your dream you know you're putting everything into this one little piece of paper and you're like come on you know it's that's it's a similar energy now a different way of thinking about it is if you can call in money you can call in abundance because that's it's just energy money is just energy and to see ourselves not in lack, but in full abundance. Um, and so it's 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 a it's a kind of change of perspective, but it's always an opening. It's always with love. But it doesn't just start with the money. It's like it's also it starts inside with our own sense of joy. So mm-hmm. if you are not loving what you're doing. That's where you change your life because actually the money isn't going to make that much difference if you don't really know what it is that you want to do and what will ultimately make you happy. And what makes you happy is literally you can do that in the present. It's like taking, making choices and taking actions that lead you into your happiness. Where are you in your joy where you feel lit up? Just follow that. And every time you make a choice to follow that heart and lift, you are making a choice more in alignment with who you truly are and what you truly want in your life. And if every time you go to work, you feel like, ugh, and you can feel the absolute opposite, that is not the right job for you right? So then it's like, it doesn't mean you have to quit today, but it's like, how do you make choices to move more into alignment with what you want and what you love at the same time as focusing not where you're lacking, but where you are abundant? You know, the that goes hand in hand with the self-value piece as well, is how you value yourself. Um, anyway, that's a big
0: thing. Yeah, well, it's all connected. It's all part of the conversation of crypto, the crypto ethic. I mean, that's also one of the, speaking of being connected, that we're all connected. I mean, that's <clears throat> part of the beauty of Bitcoin as well. It's a global phenomenon. It's it's everywhere. Soon it might even be on the moon, whatever that means. But, you know, it's, it's this currency, the store of value, this blockchain that is a global thing a global connection with others so that's yeah that's an important part for me is that interconnection that it provides
1: and like you know in the community and connectedness to like-minded people
0: yes yeah that's part of it right yeah like you and me (laughs) we connected through crypto through bitcoin
1: yeah and so that's the thing as well, as like when it goes low, it's like, okay, the value might be low, but how much have you gained from being in the space that isn't monetarily worth, like isn't, yeah. doesn't have a value in money, but has a value for your life? Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Tancy. Thank you, Anya. Thank you for being so honest and vulnerable because we obviously work <laughs> in this space. <laughs> and sometimes it's a bit like being a healer. Um, so my other kind of role as a counselling healer, you know, there's a lot of healers who won't admit when they need support, when they need help. And they can just say, think I have to always be in this position of authority because otherwise people won't trust me. And it's like, that's not being human. And that's not that's co- that's ignoring your own feelings and your own experiences. Mm-hmm. Like we can actually support other people even when we have things that we need to work on. It's it's like, or where we want to kind of ask for support and ask for help, like that is that is important. And it's important to be able to say that. And if we don't say that, then you know how can we assume that the people that we are supporting will be able to feel confident to express themselves too? So, you know, I do feel like it's really powerful. And I think we can always talk to, you know, technical issues, you know, like, oh, like what is Bitcoin or blockchain or proof of work? But ultimately, it's a person who is experiencing Bitcoin. Okay, there's education around what it does and how it works. But we also need some support around how it means and feels to be in the space at different times, you know, in heights mm-hmm. and in lows and in, you know, joys and in sadnesses. Like we need to be able to hold that whole spectrum. And so it really is important to be able to speak to that. And I don't think enough people do speak to that. I think a lot of people who who talk about crypto and Bitcoin forget the human element uh, and really the emotional human element. And so I really value you you bringing that. And I'm really glad that we spoke to it. And um, it's my prayer that I didn't overpower. But I am um... <laughs> no, I feel like you you held
0: this safe, warm, welcoming space for me to share um my story. And you also guided me into navigating sort of maybe this uh, sidewalk that was full of holes and cracks, and I was stumbling over it, and you helped guide me onto the grassy path. So thank you for both those. That's I really appreciate it
1: my pleasure (laughs) all righty um so do you have anything else to add Mm -mm, not today not that i could think of (laughs) yeah i think what came out was a real conversation around power um you know which is so linked to fear and security um and self-value so it, it kind of weaves in all of those pieces um, I think what I will just say quickly is that every month I run, so as part of the crypto ethic, I'm teaching about Bitcoin and uh, the crypto space, but I also, you know, we go into that sense of self value, we go into that piece about empowerment um, and our relationship to money. Uh, and every month um, in the community, I host a symposium where I talk about, you know, I teach a sort of class about um, what's going on in the space. But another Part of the month, we um, I do a mindfulness and manifestation class. So it's really a chance to kind of go into our sense of value, our sense of abundance, our sense of what it is that we want to create, our relationship with money. So we, we're going there uh, in these sessions each month. So you can either become a member and get both of those or you can just sign up individually for them as an out, uh, as a sort of external person. Um, and they are available to book on the website. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, just, uh, if you enjoy these videos, then obviously just like, subscribe, um, press the bell button and all, and uh, you will get a notification every time we release a video, which is every Sunday. Uh, so yeah, the day of the sun, <laughs> the day ah, of
0: the <laughs> ah, that's right. I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> um, so thank you, Anya, for this gorgeous conversation. And I'm so glad that you're feeling better. Yes, I look forward to our next conversation. Okay. <laughs> Ciao. Bye.